Welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast. I'm Tara. Hey, and I'm EJ. And today we are going to be talking about emotional safety in the relationship. Yeah, I think we're going to do, this is going to be the beginning of a three-part series that we're, we're really excited about. I think this is going to be really useful information. We are, and you just cannot fit all the information in one podcast, so that's yeah. why it's going to be a three-part series. Yeah, um, again. We've titled it Safe and Sound. Safe and Sound. Part one. Yeah, it's going to be all about emotional safety, but we always like to kind of Check in a little bit. Talk about some of the stuff that's going on in our life. We just uh, we just had a Mother's Day weekend. Happy Mother's Day! A few days late. TT. Thank you. It was yeah. wonderful. We did a staycation at a hotel in Tucson. It was highly recommended. Yeah, it was really nice. It, it was really great. Brought the kids with us and yeah. went swimming and had a great brunch and just got away for maybe what less than twenty four hours, but it was so like revitalizing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, you know, sometimes we, we want to do stuff, just the two of us. I mean, we would love to probably do that a little bit more than we're able to, right. but, but just getting, even with, you know, even with the kids up there, it was yeah. still like a blast and it was just something different, It was right? something different, yes, yeah. out of the norm, which felt really good. So it was a great weekend and thank you for, yeah, for just celebrating Mother's Day with me. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, you're an amazing mom and, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Happy Most Mother's of the time. Day to my mom, too, who hung out with us, too. She came up. She didn't stay at the hotel with us, of course. No, she did not. We would, <laughs> we would need therapy for that. Yes, yes. But she uh, she came up to brunch the next day, and that was really nice, too. So. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Are we ready to get into our, again, Safe and Sound Part 1 uh, Emotional Safety Series? Um, when we do say the word emotional safety, that is to me the root of a secure healthy relationship when there is emotional safety. And so I think just starting off defining what emotional safety is in the context of a, an intimate relationship. Yeah, well, and we're going we're gonna to lean a little bit on somebody who's, who's super popular right now. Is, she's been around for quite some time. Her name is Brene Brown. She's you probably amazing. Heard her. She has a, I think she has a Netflix show that just came out. Mm-hmm. And she has a very powerful TED talk on vulnerability and shame. Yeah, yeah, and she and she talks about she talks about um, vulnerability, and I guess we're going to kind of link the two, you know, because because uh, emotional safety is the ability in your relationship to be to be vulnerable, right? You know? To be to be vulnerable and to be able to have really difficult discussions, but they feel okay to do, and so instead of avoiding you know, or withdrawing your, you know, emotional safety allows you to have healthy conflict resolution around something that feels, you know, not so great. Yeah. And um, so it, it, it's kind of an, I guess you would define emotional safety as an emotional state that supports honesty and vulnerability in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where we got that, but that's, I think that's a real clear, you know, that, that you can be honest and vulnerable and mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know that can be that can be really difficult because sometimes honesty is is saying difficult things. Sometimes honesty is you know just you know opening taking up. taking a risk. Yeah, taking a risk that you may or may not be rejected if you're being honest in a relationship. Yeah, which again is vulnerability. Yeah, and it's important to define vul- vulnerability because especially because. 
You know, when we're working with couples, we'll bring up that word vulnerability. And a lot of times the one person in the couple or both people in the couple are like, what, what do you even, what do you mean by Or that? there's a negative association <clears throat> associated with vulnerability. Like, oh, doesn't that mean I'm weak? Yeah. So we want to help you define or understand vulnerability and as defined by Brene Brown. Yeah, and what she said is, is vulnerability is the ability for uncertainty to take risks and to be emotionally exposed in a relationship. And another quote that she says is, is vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot, right? That's a lot to just unpack right there. It is, it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean let's talk about that. I mean, it's, you know, when she says vulnerability is the birthplace of love, I mean, I think that's, um, you know, that's why we get together with our partner, right? Is because that we can, by by finding somebody that we're willing to drop our guards, drop with. Our guards mm-hmm. with, you know, it allows that possibility to just connect with a person in a way that we don't connect with, with anybody else. Yeah, we feel seen, we feel heard, we feel visible, we feel important, we feel love, you know, unconditional. Yeah. yeah. Um. But it's hard. It's hard. I mean, especially if, you know, we've been hurt in the past or through past experiences. I mean, just, you know, human nature, we guard ourselves against being hurt. And so vulnerability then becomes really difficult for for a lot of people, actually. Yeah. And and I think like, you know, one of the things that kind of lulls us into a place of complacency sometimes is that right when we get with somebody, it's such a you know, it's just like such a powerful experience and, and our and it's just like this like explosion of, of excitement and and connection that it almost like sort of blows down the barriers for a while. We don't even have to try to be to be vulnerable at first. We stay up late having conversations. We're also putting our best selves on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're kinda we're kinda putting our best selves on. Uh, but but eventually you know, like we've talked about in other podcasts, eventually that that real like intensity of the beginning of a relationship, whether it's after a, you know two or three months or or two or three years, it's different for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Eventually, you know, it, it fades and it and real stuff starts to come out. Yes. You know, our walls kind of slowly rise back up. We start to get more triggered. Right, expectations start to maybe fall short, start yeah. to feel more disappointed. Okay, so I wonder, do you want to start with what it looks like or what it does not look like first when you have emotional safety in the relationship? What do you I, think? Mean, I hate to say it, but you know, sometimes it is easier to start with sort of the, 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 the negative side. I mean, I know this is actually kind of an interesting thing that we always tell our clients is like, it's easy to tell the person what you don't want. It's hard to tell them what you do want. But sometimes, the, you know, the starting point is with what yeah. we don't want. And yeah. so, yeah, maybe let's talk about um, the signs that that emotional uh, safety is starting to sort of fade a little bit. Or has not even been developed. Yeah, or hasn't been developed in your relationship. You want, you want to start So, too? yeah, so what it does not look like, um, judgment, right? Yeah. When our partner is starting to trigger us or they're having uncomfortable feelings, 
Um, and we start to judge them like, why do they do that? I can't handle that. Like, why are, you know, why do they have to be this way? Yeah. Judgment is very toxic. Yeah, especially because, you know, uh, what, what we, when we originally defined it earlier is, is the ability to be honest, you know, the, the ability to be vulnerable. And if you come out with something honest mm-hmm. and it's not easy to be heard or, or it doesn't look really pretty, and then your partner, the first thing they do is, is judge you and is, is make you feel like there's something wrong with you for feeling that way. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I'm going to like coil up. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to protect yourself. You're going to throw your walls up and you're going to say, well, well, the heck with it. So, you so know. it's important too because I think we all, I mean, we all judge. We're just, we're humans. Yeah. Um, but that the most important relationship to be really aware of, am I judging right now? And it's okay, but how do I kind of make a U-turn and not go to that place. Cause I know all it's going to do is make my partner have their guards up. Yeah. And I feel like a cousin to judgment is blame. Blame and yeah. criticism maybe together or. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think they kind of like, they, they, they come out looking really super similar, right? right? Is, uh, you know, if I'm having an uncomfortable feeling, if I'm feeling jealousy or loneliness or sadness, and instead of focusing on communicating with you the idea that you know that vulnerable feeling, which emotional safety would allow me to, right. if in, if there isn't that emotional safety, it's going to come out like you make me feel. Right. When you do that, you I don't do enough of this. Yeah, and you blame that other person, you know, and it's it's easy to do because. Um, because, you know, this is what what's, I think is confusing sometimes is because we get triggered by the other person, we tend to blame them for that uncomfortable feeling. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, and that's not really fair, right? It's not fair. It's not fair. And it just takes awareness to understand, okay, I'm triggered right now, but if I blame the other person, that means, you know, I'm just having a hard time with these uncomfortable feelings and I, I have to see what it is about me that's being triggered right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not the other person's job. No, no. Well, and, and here's another one that, that's really destructive in relationships and comes around when there's a lack of emotional safety is when, is when there's one or the other person is stonewalling the other person. You want to talk about stonewalling too? I mean, first I think, and not in all cases, but for the most part from the couples we've seen, a lot of men tend to kind of go with the stonewalling. Yeah. Yeah. And stonewalling is pretty much just complete withdrawal and ignoring. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I mean, it's literally stonewall. It's like there is a, there is a wall of stone between you and your partner. You know, you know, you're feeling vulnerable or you feel like the other person is hurting, hurting you. And so you put up that, you know, three foot wall of stone between you and you give them that look of no expression mm-hmm. and, uh, and and there's I mean we've had you know after conflict we've worked with couples where stonewalling will persist for days and days not just hours and that is I mean that's just where emotional safety really really starts to decrease because of that stonewalling and of an avoidance looks a little different than stonewalling because avoidance is it's not necessarily ignoring your partner the way stonewalling does yeah but it's definitely avoiding 
Yeah. I feel like I feel like the difference between stonewalling and avoiding is that stonewalling is almost like an act of aggression. Like I'm using my lack of reaction to you, my lack of showing my emotions as sort of a you know, a little bit of a middle you. Yeah, a little bit of a middle finger. Yeah. And I feel like avoiding a lot of times is a little more instinctual and and it's like literally like bolting out of the room. And that's another thing that I mean, you know, couples it's just so hard when one person feels like, man, the minute it gets tough, they just bail, you know, right. they just, they just leave. And it, and, and both of these, I think stonewalling and avoiding are really difficult. If anybody, if somebody has any sort of abandonment issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause you want that, you need that engagement. You've been abandoned in the past and then your partner is, is leaves a, you in the yeah, middle of leaves a... you or, or is physically there, but is emotionally completely guarded. Right. I, and I, I think that also ties into, um, I mean, we all have different ways of processing conflict, processing difficult emotions, emotion regulation, um, resolving conflict. And, you know, you have to honor each other's different processing styles. And so when you're not honoring your partner's space and allowing them to process right in a healthy way but in their way that feels good you know and you're trying to like no we have to talk about this now no we need to resolve this now it's going to build walls it's not going to allow for that emotional safety to build and it creates that 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 pursuer avoidant uh, dynamic that we see with a ton of couples one person person has to get away the other person chases and it and and both people have their own point you know and so yeah avoiding is bad and but also not giving a person a little bit of space is 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 bad as well and it just indicates that you don't have emotional safety in your relationship mm-hmm. and another is is just i mean this is textbook we see it so much in relationships is just that you're not listening that you're sitting there formulating your response to the person before you know, before You're they getting even into finish your perspective until they even can give theirs. Yeah. 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 And, and again, what is that? It's like defending yourself. You know, it's not safe. You know, it, it must mean that you don't feel safe uh, as the relationship is uh, currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a popular word these days. You... I actually, when you said it, I, I wasn't too familiar yeah. with it. So you go with it. So the next is gaslighting. This is, I don't know, this is like a big word that I've noticed coming up and people coming into therapy and saying, my partner gaslights me. Which and means? Basically is like they sort of create a set of circumstances where you feel like you're crazy, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that can be like manipulating the truth. It could be saying something that, that, that happened that didn't really happen. It can be sort of characterizing our partner in a way that they just that doesn't make sense to them, and it's just it's just sort of a again it's a self protective mechanism where you're trying to throw your partner off a of balance. And right. uh, I don't know if it if if it necessarily always happens on purpose. I think a lot of times. Oh yeah, it's just to kind of justify yeah. or be in denial about yeah. something that's going on. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, lack of accountability, right? Emotional safety. Um, is kind of built on the premise that we all take accountability for our own actions in our relationship. And so a lack of accountability, you know, by one partner, and then the other person kind of feels blamed, uh, does not feel, does not feel good. 
Well, it's hard to be accountable if you feel like it's an unsafe environment because because accountability, um, you know, is sort of reliant on the on the idea that your partner is going to give you the benefit of the doubt that it's okay, that we don't have to be perfect. Yeah. You know, and uh, and if I create an environment for you, Tara, where where you can say something that that's hurt that hurts me, or or you can not be your best self. But I'm going to accept you yeah. no matter what. Mm-hmm. You're, there's a much higher likelihood that you're going to own your stuff. Right. I, and I will say this too because you just reminded me of something. When there, when there is lacking of emotional safety in the relationship, most often partners do not give each other the benefit of the doubt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it's like any type of conflict resolution or you know feeling united in, in the discussion or in the conflict does not take place because there's no room. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like your heels are dug in. Yeah, and your heels are dug yeah. in. Yeah. All so right, that, well, I mean, a lot of examples on what it does not look like. Yeah, so let's let's do a, a, a gear switch here and talk about, like, what does it look like when there is emotional safety? Because that's important. And, and, you know, it's really important for us to say also that this is not a complete black or white thing. That it's not like, hey, your relationship is either emotionally safe or it's emotionally unsafe. No, it's you know, just about building building increased emotional safety throughout your relationship when dealing with you know difficult topics and not even difficult yeah topics. and it's going to flow back and forth there's going to be moments where it feels emotionally safe and there's going to be moments yeah. that it feels a, a little less so and, and we're just saying like like tara just pointed to is we just want to increase it we want the percentage of emotional safety to be to be higher than the percentage of, of, of when it's how not often emotionally our guards safe. are up exactly all right so what does it look like when you have a uh, have moments of real emotional safety in your relationship well you know when one partner is struggling the other partner is supportive yeah right there's no judging there's no blaming there's just like how can i support you i can yeah. see this is really hard they're really kind of attuned with the other partner's suffering yeah yeah that it's okay not to be perfect it's okay to mess up mm-hmm. it's okay to struggle and we're going to be there for each other. We're going to accept it, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a huge indicator that, that things are good and going well. I think during times of conflict, it looks respectful. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you'll see in relationships where there's not emotional safety, they are just going for the jugular. I mean, they are just yeah. doing dig after dig after dig, and it's very disrespectful. And so when a couple does develop or have emotional safety it just looks respectful i mean they 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 still can argue their points and they can still be frustrated but it looks respectful yeah you can be mad at the other person without calling them names without insulting them you know without trying to tear them down it you know that 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 you express your frustrations you express your anger Mm -hmm. in a really respectful manner which which then leads to you know we call it a shared emotional experience so it's the ability to not only understand another's feelings but also to become one with that person's distress so when we can do that again that's where you know our love our respect our compassion for our partner shines right in a in a in a difficult moment for them yeah i think i think that's one of the things we want to help our couples with the most is regaining empathy with one another and regaining that ability to, to hold those uncomfortable spaces together because that's when you know that's when we start to stonewall or that's when we start to avoid is when not only we're having an uncomfortable experience but we're intolerant of our partner's 
you know, negative, negative experience or negative feelings. And, and it's like, it's, we want to, you know, if you're really having a hard time and you're really sad or you're really feeling lonely, instead of avoiding that, I want to, I want to be able to be there with you. And I want to be able to, to, to say, Hey, it's, it's okay. And, and, and maybe I, there is something I'm doing that's contributing to you, to you feeling lonely. And, and and then when you do that in those moments, I feel heard, I feel validated, I feel listened to, which is another component of what it looks like when you have emotional safety in the relationship. You just feel listened to, you feel validated, you feel acknowledged and accepted. Yeah. Yeah. I think accepting while even having feelings, a different perspective, yeah, you know, Defensiveness, you know, the first half of things we uh, we talked about were a lot about defensiveness, and and the flip side is about acceptance. Yeah, another very important feeling in the relationship is that you can, you have the ability to communicate freely even in the most stressful of times. So you're not walking on eggshells, you know, you're not trying to be like, oh, how is this person going to take this if I do this and you just you, you feel like you can be free in your communication because it's safe. Yeah, yeah. You're not having to be up inside your head figuring out like how do I say this in a way that she'll hear me and that she won't get upset with me. Yeah, and that again, that just develops through a very non-judgmental, non-blaming atmosphere, and yeah. and also where each partner can be accountable if it if they did do something wrong. Yeah, we're flipping back to yeah. I'm, a lot of these are just mirrors from from what we talked in the first half about is that. That, that we create an atmosphere for each other where I, I feel safe enough to be like, yeah, I was defensive. Yeah, I didn't handle that well. Right. You know, yeah. that, and, and know that you're not going to like sort of use it against me in the future. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing that I, that I trust you. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, go ahead. Susan. Well, so let's talk about um, why, why is it important? Like, why is it important for us to make a concerted effort to increase emotional safety in the relationship? So many reasons. Yeah. Well, I'll just name off a few. Go for it. Again, we feel valued, loved, seen, and important in the relationship. It makes healthy conflict resolution possible. You feel connected and united no matter what the stressor is. You know, the ability to move through difficult times... Like you build confidence that you can do it together. Yeah, and, and you feel, this is like a, you know, such a, a, a buzzword again, but it, like you feel unconditionally loved that I can, I cannot be my best self. You know, I can be vulnerable, you know, as especially for, for some men, like I can, I can break down and I can show that, that my insecurities and you're still going to love me. Like you're not going to judge me. It also builds resilience in the relationship because let's face it, like life has many difficult scenarios that pop up throughout, you know, our lifespan. And the more emotional safety you create, the more resilient your relationship becomes and external stressors are easier to deal with. Yeah. And I think it, it gives us, the, it gives us a heck of a lot of confidence that no matter what it is we're going to face, because we're going to face a heck of a lot of stuff over the over the span of a relationship that 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 we're going to we're going to make it through it. Yeah, and, and you know, in our part 2, it's going to we're going to talk about ways to develop it, kind of why it's worth going through and maybe some reasons why um 
it has been difficult or established or has been difficult to establish it in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, so just super quick before we kind of move on to our questions, we just want to go back and today we we're talking about our topic of safe and sound, like creating emotional safety in a relationship, which is, which is basically the ability to be honest and vulnerable, right? And there, there, there's all kinds of things that it looks like when it's breaking down. We judge each other, we blame, we criticize, we avoid, we gaslight, we can't take any accountability. Mm -hmm. But when we put some work into it, when we make it a priority to create emotional safety in our relationship, uh, you know, then we can support each other. Then we're respectful to each other, and we and we understand that these are shared emotional experiences. We acknowledge and accept each other's feelings, the positive ones and the negative ones, and we create a ton of confidence that we're gonna that we're gonna be able to deal with whatever whatever the heck comes our way. I'm just gonna say I concur. <laughs> Do you want to move to our social media questions? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You want, to, you want to go first? I will go first. This okay. is from, is this one from, yes, Instagram at he said, she said couples. Oh, this is a good question. Um, how do you know the difference between being in love or just loving your partner? Oh, That's a hard one. <laughs> I mean, it, I think that we kind of go in and out out of like we'll always love our partner and have that you know the feelings of I, I care about them and I want nothing bad to happen to them and I have that love for them and I think that we go in and out of feeling in love because to me and you might have a different uh, opinion or perspective on this but for me like being in love it's like you feel it in your body that rush of like I can't wait to be with them I'm so excited you you know you're interested you're curious you work on your relationship because you know how important it is. You don't let other things come in between it to kind of deprioritize yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it yeah. just, I guess, being in love is more, feels like our relationship is really important. So I'm going to try to be the best person I can be to make sure, like, my partner knows that I love him or her. We're loving someone, it's great, but maybe you feels passive. Kind of get bored I don't yeah. know what do you think I, well I just think that that um, <clears throat> we love a lot of people you know we love a lot of people for for um, different, you know, different reasons. reasons and different types of relationships I think being in love is really what we designate um, for when we're uh, when we're in romantic relationship yeah. and I think I think one of the big things that we return to over and over about that being in love relationship is that we we're always or frequently making a concerted effort to cultivate it yes. and to keep really connected. Yes, because it's important. Yes. And that person is very special to us. Yeah. Okay. All right, the next is from Facebook, uh, which is at He Said, She Said Counseling. And please, anybody, uh, please go to our Facebook uh, at He Said, She Said Counseling, our Instagram at He Said, She Said Couples, and, and please post questions or topics you'd like us to discuss. Oh, yes, We've, we would love to hear from you, please. Yeah. So Facebook, um, how do you reignite the flame if your partner gets too comfortable? We just had a great po podcast about this a couple of weeks ago. We did, um, I'm trying to think. It's getting cold in here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. So put on your sweats and your old underwear. I mean, underwear. kind of one thing we just did this past weekend. We just kind of did a staycation. It was something different. It kind of got us out of our, you know, daily routine. Um, you know, again, you can, you know, just... Plan something that I think doing something if you want to reignite your partner 
you know, take that step to do something that you know makes them feel good. You know, yeah. like Tara, she loves it when I swift her the floors. And, and so if, uh, if, if I really want to make her know that I'm paying attention to her and sort of reignite her interest in me, um, I do something that, that I know makes her special, makes her feel special. Yeah, and like I, yeah, like just today on our way to work, we drive separate cars. I sent EJ a really cute pick text um, just because I know that he likes that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you just have to be creative and, and be really attuned to your other, you know, your partner's needs and also talk about it with each other. Like, you know, listen, I feel like it's getting a little monotonous in here and, you know, what can we do to like, you know, just get some spark going again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Please, uh, you know, subscribe to our podcast on, uh, on Spotify or Apple podcast. Please, please give us a rating. That would be, that would be awesome. And, and any, anybody you could tell about our podcast, we'd, we'd love to have some new listeners. Yes. And let us know, like, is this helpful? You know, and again, topics that you guys would like to hear about and we're also going to start doing some interviews as well, so we're really excited about that. Yeah, check out our website, www.hesaidshesaidcounseling.com. Yeah, and we will see you next time for a part two series of Safe and Sound. Safe and Sound. Bye-bye, Thank you. everybody. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.